You're listening to the bravest show on radio. Hit subscribe anywhere you get your shows and never miss an episode. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome in and welcome aboard. Me down. You're listening to the Matthew Dark Show, where truth is the only language spoken and Jesus is the only Lord served. Democrat voter. Holy cow, are you looking for a refund? Because <laughs> what was promised, right? Was- Ladies and gentlemen, it's showtime. Now here's your host. Take it away, Matthew. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome in and welcome aboard. This is the Matthew Dark Show, and wherever, however you join us, we thank you. Now remember, hit subscribe everywhere you get your shows. Never miss an episode. Uh, another special one, a good one for you today. We've had this guest before. Harrison Tinsley joined us about six or seven months ago on the Matthew Dark Show. Again, all those replays everywhere you get your shows, Rumble, Spotify, Apple. Uh, but it was a touching story, a, a gut-wrenching story of a father doing everything he had to do to protect his child, to save his child. The circumstances that brought us to that point in time, I'm going to let Harrison kind of give us a refresh and fill us in on on how we even have that first show and then where we are now. So I want to welcome you in. How are you, sir? How are you doing today? I'm absolutely wonderful, man. Thank you for having me. Stoked so, to be here. So good to have you back. Now, for our folks that have not heard this story, I mean, it was a, it blew a lot of, I got a lot of feedback from that show on just the impact that story had. Take us back to how all this happened and where, where you were at um, as this sort of unfolded. I know you're in California, so that matters because it's a whole different set of laws there. So tell us what happened and then we're going to fill in the the gaps in between. So take it away, sir. So roughly five years ago, I was in California in the Bay Area dating a girl there, and she got pregnant shortly into our relationship. We never agreed politically, thought that would be okay, and essentially ended up that she didn't want me to be in my son's life, even though I was fully aware of him, and she kept my son from me. I didn't know when he was born. I found out about a week later from social media, and I filed in court two months later, and after I filed in court to establish you know, custody visitation, took 13 more months, so I didn't meet my son. So he's 15 months old, which is a just total tragedy. It makes no sense. There was no good reason for it. And I fought on. I visited with him. And I moved back to the Bay Area. I believe I was in Tahoe and moved to the Bay Area a few months later, shortly. And I essentially won full custody right away, which I'm super thankful for. And that was amazing. Blessing. And I basically, it was around that time that my son's mom started to try to claim that he's non-binary and call him they. Sometimes put him in dresses and things like that. Um, she was arrested, uh, you know, for child endangerment, etc. Having to do with my son, and she was constantly harassing and defaming me pretty severely. Unfortunately, got a restraining order because of it. And there's all these things happening around that realm. And so I got granted a trial in family court. It's five days. It's a very long time to be granted in family court. And I had loads of evidence and witnesses and cops and all these things. And after the trial, I was extremely confident, but the court decided to keep custody 50-50 in order that my son had to continue to see the doctor that the mom preferred, who's a doctor who's okay with treating young kids as non-binary. And she testified in this five-day trial, in fact. And she said she transitions kids as young as 12 and that a place down the street does it to kids as young as six. I'm glad those my attorney doctors, asked her those Just questions. for our listeners real quick. Those aren't doctors. Anybody calling themselves a doctor that's treating non-binary gender dysphoria 
and, and encouraging the mutilation of a child and the hormones of a child, the unnatural, the opposite sex. That is not a doctor. That is a demon dressed up as something that you view as a doctor. But continue. Thank you, sir. Yeah, definitely. Uh, it's child abuse, and it's totally insane. I'm not sure what she's doing specifically. You know, she didn't go into details, um, but obviously horrific. And I obviously do not want my son to see that doctor because how could I trust that doctor? But furthermore, you know, I decided that I, I've done things just kind of under the radar and I've just obeyed all the judges' rules while they're constantly broken on the other side and just been the bigger person. And I said, at this point, like, I need to speak up so people actually know this is happening. And I'm thankful, you know, in Daily Wire, Matt Walsh broke my story and I was able to, you know, basically get some more funding for attorney fees because I was completely out of money. It's, it's all so expensive to be in court constantly. And I became part of this movement, speaking up as much as I can, you know, against these crazy bills in California at the Capitol, doing all these different movies. And I've just met the most incredible people. And I'm now I'm proud to fight for not only, of course, my son Sawyer, who's amazing. And uh, I've been able to just take part in all sorts of incredible movements and meet some of the most amazing people like you. Yep. And just so many supportive, positive people. And there's so many of us against this. If we just all spoke up, it'd be over tomorrow. So yes. I mean, people to be brave. So that's an amazing story. It's gut-wrenching. I can't imagine putting myself in those shoes. One could only hope they would show the same courage, bravery. But I guess it's kind of a natural reaction, right? Your own flesh and blood, your own child, your own son is now going to be yeah. participating in some of the most barbaric stuff that we've ever had in the history of mankind, which is this you know, changing of sexes for young, young children. I mean, it's the most, when you say it out loud, it's like, what, what pagan culture is this? No, this is United States, 2024. So you're going back and forth. You're spending a fortune in resources and time and your treasure and your emotion. A lot of people have no idea how draining the court system is, not with just your funds, but your heart, your emotions, everything associated with it. Back and forth, back and forth. Here we go. Uh, Tell us right now where this currently is, because when we last left you, there were still multiple hearings to go. Uh, we were still yeah. going this. Uh, can I take it? The mother's position, her opinion of gender dysphoria and, and non it's not changed yet. Or did she have some breakthrough? Yeah, that's to the best of my knowledge. It seems about the same. She likes to pretend he's non-binary still. I've heard her slip up before and call him a boy, but she tries to say they and it's very odd. It seems that she's not putting him in dresses as much. I mean, because he, he would tell me, and mm -hmm. that's because Sawyer's fully aware he's a boy. He loves being a little boy, very masculine, loves all the crazy normal boy stuff. You say <laughs> he's girly in any way, he'll literally yell and scream at you. I'm a boy, not a girl, and he does that to her. I know she, he does that to her because mm -hmm. she's revealed it on the court app, blaming me and et cetera. But so thankfully, Sawyer's had the courage to stand up for himself. He knows he's a boy. He's doing really well. Uh, and I believe that's because, you know, I spend all my time with him, uh, that I have him, and just guide him, love him, support him. And uh, super thankful for that. And as far as the court stuff goes, you know, I have another hearing come up, coming up soon. We had one recently uh, that didn't necessarily go my way, but it was a small thing. And I'm appealing the decision. My appeal's accepted. We're basically waiting on their response. Everything always constantly with attorneys, by the way, for people that don't know about court, is just delayed and delayed and delayed. And the court just accepts all the petitions to delay things, extend them. So it all takes longer than it should. But I feel confident about our appeal, so we'll see what happens. And then there's also some things having to do with the protective order, restraining order stuff that I have on the mom that's been violated that could potentially change custody as well in the future. And then I've, I've been, I was blessed to be part of this movie called The War on Children. 
by Landon and Robbie Starbuck. Everyone should definitely check that out. Okay. It's a killer documentary that's absolutely must see for parents, especially. And uh, there's this ballot initiative in California, uh, Protect Kids California, and that'll make it that there's no secrets allowed kept to be kept from parents from schools, no boys allowed in women's sports or locker rooms, just common sense, and that no kids under 18 can have hormone, like irreversible hormones or surgeries or anything to that extent. And I think that those three things, if California did something like that, that would change the landscape entirely. Oh, you're so right. If California, in the state of California tomorrow, you could no longer do any of this stuff to children, it would put a freeze on this in the entire world. It oh, It's over that day. Uh, I can't, yeah. I, Colorado is a state like that. Minnesota is a state like that. Oregon, but nothing is bigger and more impactful than California. If you want to see how outrageous things are getting you look to california oregon colorado new york those are outrageous states so you're so right that the people have an enormous feat to bring this information to the world and change the world because if you erase the last say oh go back 15 years just whoop this all stuff is foreign this is all brand new stuff this is all bumper sticker of the week stuff and so this is the moment you push back before it gains permanency in society, our most vulnerable are the victims in this. Our guest is Harrison Tinsley. He, he's in the fight of his life, in the fight of his son's life to regain custody. It's in and out of court battles. It's in and out of hearings to determine the fitness um, of the mother and how all this can be. I mean, how can we even have this as a conversation that uh, somehow that style of parenting is fine half the time and then bring them over to Harrison's house and we give them good old fashioned uh, raised by a man and we're going to do good old boy things in America. I don't see how a judge could even take 10 minutes and, and have need more decision. I just wonder though, you've had to go, you, you've had to fundraise, you've had to use resources. Um, how is she able to stay in this fight with you? I mean, I can see how people would get behind you and our listeners and myself, we're going to help and we're going to get all those links, give sin goes and all those things because your case is compelling. Our hearts hurt. We want to help that. How does she have the resources to stay in something like this when there is nothing but pure evil at the root? It's an excellent question. And I can tell you, she's actually had many, many attorneys resign now. And I don't know if they're resigning based on because they know that the things she's saying are insane. because She oftentimes lies about me, et cetera. But essentially, to the best of my knowledge, the way it's funded is her rather wealthy parents in San Francisco who are two guys. Oh, <laughs> well, I think that nails in the how, how does the mother end up like this? OK, now we're starting to know we're starting to understand because there's always a reason for this stuff. This is abnormal. I believe it's it's they become demonized. It could be abuse as a child, uh, trauma as a child. But something somewhere, something went terribly wrong to look at your own child and want to do this. And so it's mental illness. And so it's not only are you in a crusade for parents to, to, but we have to identify mental illness and we have to do stuff about it. Cause there's no doubt about that. Uh, looking at your child that came out of your own body and now saying it could change its sex just as a mother. And it's the mothers that are truly mentally ill because they know better. And they're the ones that have every, they still have cells from that child inside their body, even if they pass it on. And so I guess how much has this opened you up to this world of mental illness? Because for me, until COVID and, and, and that's what brought us LGBTQ and all the horrific stuff, I guess I wasn't appreciative of how severe mental illness is out there. And this is a cause of it. I guess go into your exposure to that since you've started the fight. Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, essentially, his mom does suffer from pretty serious mental health issues, unfortunately. And I'm sure it's really hard for her, you know, you know, to be adopted and 
you know, yes. feel like abandonment from your mom. You're real. You're not that adoptive parents aren't amazing because they of course can be, but you know, your real parents, so yeah. to speak, or biological rather. And, you know, I think that's tragedy and I just, it's been so severe. It's the best of my knowledge. She has borderline personality disorder and it's a really serious diagnosis. Um, they oftentimes will abuse their children. And I guess there's a big study Jordan Peterson posting is 54%, I want to say, of boys with the gender dysphoria had moms with borderline personality disorder. So, you know, it, it's definitely a dark world. I think that social media is making it a lot worse for people as well as the constant drugs being pushed upon us and some of the things they put in our food, et cetera. Yes. And I think social media is just becoming such a negative thing that I think especially if you have children, you need to protect them from it, you know, at least limit it in some capacity because I really think it's hurting people and the mental illness category greatly. Yeah, yeah, and I, I think you're doing it, the only way you can do it is which you have influence on your son, influence on your child, and your child is rebuking. He's standing against that, I am a boy all day and night, right? And then I look at these stories where you get the, it's the other way around. It's the kid who's had access to social media. They're the ones pushing it. Mom and dad are at home saying, uh, no, this has gone terribly wrong. Please no. And that kid has become exposed to something at school, something from a teacher, something on social media that has said, hey, are you unhappy inside? Have you ever considered it's the gender that you were born as a mistake? And and that dips in. I mean, holy cow, as a servant to, to parents in the future, you know, uh, that is it. We have a we have a, a pediatrician in our clinic that says, you, you know, a couple things is give your child a cell phone the moment you want to end their childhood. That's the first thing she says. And then another thing she says is, uh, the, the amount of depression, suicidal ideations coming from teens, young people, the 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 garbage and the way that the social media pressures make them feel, and then the, the chaos, and there's no place to turn and do that. I mean, this is affecting young people and parents. There is no rule book on this one. There's no playbook on this one. How to treat your kid um, who who suddenly has become exposed to to the demonic. LGBTQ, and that's what it is. And so, you know, I'm sitting here thinking about this judge in your case, and he's seeing this mother who's clearly mentally ill, clearly has problems. You could smell it. Stevie, Stevie Wonder sees it. Helen Keller sees it. All of our famous blind people can see. Hold on a second. This mother, it's not about that. Of course, she's not fit to have this child, but let's not look at it like that. Let's pretend to care enough to go in and do the work on this person, get the help that they need. Instead, we're not doing that. We're encouraging and applauding and cheering on the sidelines that no, gender dysphoria exists, uh, changing sexes exists. And, and instead of getting her the help she needs, we're in here trying to to debate this. So so we have another victim, right? Because mom's a victim, because nobody's stopping mom and cares enough about mom. And at the end of the day, as nasty as she's been about all this, that's still a human being that's been damaged that we're sort of supposed to say, well, can how do we make her well? make her on mission. Um, so that's one of the things I'm starting to think about this is it feels like the, the pop machine is tilting in your favor. Uh, okay, we're only getting more and more parents aware of this and more and more saying this is wrong. Um, how are you inspiring, activating parents who are currently not in your situation, but they are the ones that need to be speaking up because unfortunately we, we fell asleep at the wheel and this stuff moved into our schools and it moved into culture super quick. And we now have to move with urgency to 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 get it out just as quick. Uh, I guess what's your message to parents on how can you be impactful right now in making sure this doesn't happen to not just my kid, anybody's kid? It's horrific. Just divorce is horrific, but I can't. I mean, just this is ten times for. Whew. 
yeah, this is one of the greatest evils in history. Yeah. So be frank about it, you know, yeah. abusing kids like this. And to parents out there, the time to speak up now, this is the moment in history where I really think the tide is turning and we are going to win. And these doctors and parents are going to get in serious trouble and politicians that put these, you know, bills in, et cetera. And if you want to be looked, you can either be too scared now to offend somebody or you can, you know, have courage and be looked back upon as someone who actually stood up for the right thing when it mattered. This is your World War II moment. This is your time in Lord of the Rings and Star Wars where you destroy the Death Star, you destroy the ring against all odds, against the bad guys. And you watch these movies and pretend you're the good person in the movie. Well, here's your chance in life right now to be courageous and speak up on something that matters. Otherwise, you'll be looked back upon as a coward. And we are going to win this battle. I can, I'm positive on this one. The vast majority of people, even in the Bay Area, are not for this stuff, whether they're too scared to speak up or not. Right. And we're going to speak up and we're going to end this. So, you know, just be brave and say what you believe. If everyone literally said what they believe today, it'd be over tomorrow. I agree. And, and the people that were worried about offending, I'm saying this with love and with grace, that you don't need to worry about that because the 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 illness, the sickness, the trauma inside of them. Look at them with compassion. I mean, I, I've really had to come because you you really want to take up a a bat in your hand and you want to go inflict the pain on them that they're inflicting on the children. That's my raw natural response to to monsters like that. But we know that's not the godly biblical response. Um, is that? But but what we do have is a line that you may not cross, and that the moment you do. We're called to act upon that, and that's what the moment we've come upon, and that we're not worried about people's feelings. These are children we're talking about, not some adult that didn't get the affection that they needed as a child who now is is manifesting in this you know, transgender activist. I'm so sorry. If that hurts your feelings, that's good because I can talk to you. Give me five minutes. I might be able to change your mind, and that's what we're called to do, speakers of truth and unrelenting. Because daily, it's you're the bigot. You're the bad person. You hate kids. I mean what's so crazy is – they look at our site, you know, defenders of children as abusers of children because we're forcing this child to stay in a trapped body or we're not letting them live or these people are going to commit suicide and stuff like that. I saw just an interesting study just a couple of days ago because the connection of mental illness, autism and LGBTQ is, is it's just it's undeniable. Uh, but it was 58 percent of members of the LGBTQ are also narcissistic. And if you look at narcissistic behavior and the attention that it requires and the focus on themselves that it requires, that, these people are screaming out for – they're in pain, and it's manifesting in this absolutely bizarre, hideous form of cross-dressing and transvestites and mutilating children. It's, it's unbelievable, but, but we have to start dealing with this as the facade and the sickness that it is, this is not real, folks. So anybody listening is like, well, geez, I just don't want to offend anybody. Well, you're not offending anybody. This is fake. This made, They made this up just a couple of years ago. And then because there was nobody watching at the White House, it's been allowed to spread. So so, so the, I, I'm more encouraged on this part of the movement of almost any of them. I mean, COVID, they're still asleep. The border's still wide open. The abuse of children, though, I'm sorry, that's an easy sell. You want to you help join the fight against the abuse of children? Well, let's lock arms and do it. Everybody can get along with that. I, I wonder what you're looking forward into 2024, next phase of your movement. What excites you? Because to stay in a fight like this, it's like, okay, where's your carrot? What are you looking at that keeps you motivated and up every day to continue this fight? Give us a glimpse of what your 2024 looks like in the next little bit. 
Well, I think I'm going to win my appeal and win more custody of Sawyer, keep him safe and happy with who he is. I think that more people are going to start to speak up as they are currently. There's movies and all these things coming out with the war on children that are bringing so much attention to this with people that have no idea and are still asleep. And it's just the time in 2024 is the perfect year to make this happen. You know, to find the truth, to speak the truth. Truth is such an important thing in life. You're not free unless you can speak what you truly believe. And I just see more and more people finally talking about it all the time. In conversations I have, people that I know are more, tend to be more liberal or even speaking out about how insane it is. And I'm just so thankful to see that. And I, the time's now. This is it. We're going to end this. Where are all the places? I want to know about this film. Where can, where can our listeners go and find this film, download, purchase? Tell us all about that. There's, it's the war on children.com. They'll say all the different ways to watch it. It was actually free on Twitter or X the last few days. Elon Musk posted it. It's a big thing, and it's a great movie for people to see. And there's some more ones coming down the pipeline soon. Awesome. Well, I can't speak about yet, but they'll be important. We'll get the show, we'll get those links in the show notes here. And then how about everywhere we can follow and support you as you continue to fight for, for full custody of your son? I'm going to fight for full custody of my son till the death of me. And I'm going to fight to protect everyone else's kids as well. And any anti-parent bills that come across California. But I'm Harrison Tinsley on all social media. I have a gifts and go slash saving Sawyer to help with attorney fees with me and Sawyer. And yeah, I won't let anyone down. I'm going to fight and speak up no matter what. Well, I mean, it's a story that makes you want to get involved. And so as many people that we can put this in between the ears of is a win. Uh, we just need a few brave souls. What's amazing is that how contagious bravery is, is what I found. And, and for those that maybe were like, I don't know, I'm not against it. I'm not for it. But what does it look like to be brave? Well, you're seeing that. What you're doing is you don't know where you'll be called to act brave in this moment, but you have to be ready, willing, and able to serve. And that's what we're going to collect right now is those that say, okay, things are slipping away. Good good people are losing things that we took for granted, like your son can just be a boy, go play baseball and roll in the dirt. No, no, no. You can't take that for granted. And there's so many things in this world now that we can no longer take for granted because they're coming for all of them. So this is a wonderful moment. It feels so good to be involved. I'm so grateful to have met you, connect with this story. We'll continue to follow the story. So we'll get everywhere we can uh, follow you, connect with you. But then again, of course, have you back, sir. So I want to thank you. God bless yeah. you. Uh, I'm so excited for you. And I, I'm just so glad to hear Sawyer's doing well and on his way. Yeah. Thank um, you so much. And may I say one more thing? Actually. I was going to say, give you the last word, whatever you yeah. got on your heart. So on my heart right now is I want everyone at home to be ready to be brave and live in this moment. I would have never thought five years ago or any time in my life I would ever be in a situation like this, you know, doing interviews and movies and speaking at the Capitol, all these crazy things. But things do happen for a reason. And I, though I can't find a reason for you know these sorts of things to be happening to children, perhaps we need to just wake more people up to have the courage and find truth that they have inside them innately as human beings, and that we were becoming too weak and used to what's going on, and that the time is now to be strong and brave again. I mean, I can tell you, being part of this movement, I've met the most incredible people like you and so many others that have been so unbelievably supportive and positive, and they'll be with me for the rest of my life. And I'm so thankful for that. I met, I met the love of my life because of some of this political stuff I've been involved in and just it's been such an incredible experience. And hmm. though I could have never predicted some of the positives that come out of it, there is many that I'm so thankful for. So if you follow truth and be courageous, you will have these things appear in your life as well. Hmm. 
Wow, that hit it. What a beautiful way to end this one. So we'll put everything in. Uh, we want to connect with you, follow you. God bless you. I'm so excited for you. And, and it sounds like we're on the right track. I mean, I really, when you told us your story the first time, uh, uh, it brought me down and I had not a great outlook in the future. And, and I don't feel that way at all today. I see I see a, re, a, a, vitalization, a, a revitalization of parents taking back what is theirs. And your children are yours. Never, ever forget that. I don't care what some judge tells you or some elected uh, maniac. These are our kids. Don't touch them. You understand? So, sir, God bless you and thank you. We'll get show notes up here. Uh, links everywhere. Everywhere you get your podcast, folks, this show will be. And do this until next time. Serve God. Help others. Stay good. Goodbye. God bless everybody.